Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, guys, uh, second hour here on this Freedom Friday. Hope you're off to a great start. It's getting balmy out there again. Notice yes. that? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Oh, so good. Last night, went out to dinner with a couple friends of ours and got out of the car, walking into the restaurant with my bride, and I said, does it feel summery again? Yeah. It wasn't summery. No. But, but I mean, we're- Felt good. Temperatures are, I mean, it's 45 right now. Temperatures are getting into the 60s this weekend, so. No. Oh, yeah, good. 60 on Sunday, Whew. 65 on Monday, but then it's got rain included in that, so. It's A little okay. bit of fall weather still sticking it's around. Okay. It's okay. Well, she said it quickly. It's okay. And as I, long as it's 65. I really love, my one of my favorite little brief times in the year is when you get a little bit of sunshine- and the leaves, you see all of the colors, the oranges and the yellows and the red, and you see the sun hit those changing leaves. Oh, and you as you drive down a street, it's almost like a canopy. Yep. I love this little this little season, especially when you can get some warmth in there before the trees are all barren and everything's really yeah. gray. The colors are such such a god design. I really wish this season was longer. It's like you yeah, might you might get you two get months of it. You might get a week of it. Well, for me, it feels like an eternity because <laughs> the transition in seasons in Alaska was forty-eight hours. Oh, really? Seemed like when a front rolled in, it was all over. And then, yeah, then you're just done for the rest of the. By season. the way, speaking of fronts, because I was raised around fronts coming in, we were driving up to Arlington Heights that night, or was it? What's the night it snowed? Is that Halloween? It was, uh, yeah, Halloween. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. Then I looked at this gray bank of clouds, and I said, see that front coming in? She goes, yeah. I said, that's a big front. And she went into a store to grab something. She comes out, and no joke, and it went from nothing to full-on <laughs> snowstorm. Yeah. Really? I yeah. love watching fronts roll in. It's okay. one of the coolest things. That's an Alaska thing, but you know what that also is? Yeah. What? That's a dad it's thing. It's a dad thing. What's you that? don't know how much joy my dad gets watching fronts come in. And letting well, everybody know that there's a front. It's not an every dad thing. If you're a dad, <laughs> if you're a dad and you're 55 or older, do you like watching fronts come in and announce to people, see that front coming in? We're if you about do, to get me. some rain or we're about to get some snow. I am genuinely curious. If you are a dad or a granddad over 55, do you like watching the fronts come in? In fact, I'll take the first dad caller. <laughs> No, no, I'm serious. I want I the wish first. My dad was away. I want the first one. dad caller. Call him up. Get him on the horn. Love Tell him. him I want to talk to him. Um, I'm gonna try to talk to to Bob. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if my dad's awake. See if right he's now. awake. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you're a dad and you love to forecast when a front is coming in or any other weather patterns, please give me a call right now. I want to talk to you on air. I think we're doing a PSA. <laughs> I think it's a public service. I don't think we ought to be denigrated. Hmm. I think we ought to be championed and appreciated. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I do You get a kick it. out of it, I though. just do get a kick out of it because I'm like, whenever you start talking like that, I'm like, oh, dad. It's a dad, it a a dad, dad thing. thing. I do wonder because my, my baby is going to be born in spring, and I'm wondering if, you know, when the storms start to come in, if yeah. my wife is going to find me just standing outside under the awning going, there's a storm coming. Happens quicker than you think. Hey, um, uh, go ahead and tell her to let him in. Okay, let we'll him do. In. Let him in. We're gonna. We no no call screener needed for this. We've got a dump button. If the guy were to cuss up a storm or something, speaking of storms, then we can just dump that out of there. Got we'll some be good fine. good feedback. I, uh, fourteen twenty six. I'm almost forty nine and a dad, and I love watching fronts and development of clouds and weather. Thirty seven fifty says my dad would stand in the garage and watch fronts come in growing, and still does <laughs> to this day. Love it. 8632, my husband is obsessed with weather in fronts. He's still asleep, so he can't call in. But I always say, say, say thanks, Tommy Skilling. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. To, uh, yeah. WGN's Chicago's uh, famous weather cast. Dave, Dave, and, uh, Dave right here. How you doing, Dave? Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How old are you, Dave? Uh, over 70 now. Okay. Do you like to watch weather fronts coming in and announce to people when you see them brewing? It's a compulsion I have, yes. <laughs> I want you guys, the peanut gallery, just be quiet <laughs> okay. for a second. I want to talk to Dave. <laughs> okay. Now, Dave, Dave, 
we're actually offering a public service to the world around us, aren't we? They need to know. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you oh, are the boy. best. You're the Dave, best. Dave, you are making my day right <laughs> so now. Good. Oh. You're the best. Dave. Is that easy? I thought a cup of coffee would help. Listen, Dave. Oh, boy. You and I need to sit down on a back porch sometime and just ponder those storms oh, rolling man. across them their skies. And we can yell at the squirrels, too. Absolutely, we <laughs> oh, can. Oh, man. Dave, hang on the horn. Classic. Hang Dave on the horn. Has You're getting to get a, a Carling oh, prize pack. Prize pack has for to Dave. get one. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my oh. eyes are tearing up. Okay, 9757. <laughs> his, his responses, I'm sorry, <laughs> were absolutely classic. <laughs> they need to know. 9757 <laughs> says, I make my kids sit on the porch with me and watch them come in. 7096, I'm a dad and a grandpa. I want to follow storm fronts. <laughs> Oh, boy. 89.34. I'm not a dad, but I can and do announce when there is a change of weather. Oh, oh man. Okay, that one was so funny. We're going to have to play that. Dave, oh, boy. Uh, find out from Dave if we can play that throughout the day. <laughs> All right. See if that's okay with him. Okay, sounds good. Check it oh. out. Okay, wow. that was too good. I, you know, that was the laugh I needed this away. morning. That was really the laugh I needed to get my, get my day going good. His response. They need to know. And then he says, it's a compulsion. <laughs> so good. Oh, boy. That was good. Alan, you teed that one up perfectly. Mm, Stinker. Mm, mm. Man. So good. Oh, that was good. Wow. What else do dads do? So many things. But that's a big one. That is a big one. What is that? I'm afraid you're right. I hate to admit it. I'm afraid Allie's right. I think so. Every once in a while that happens. Coming up, we've got a treat for you guys. We've got a Freedom Friday testimony that you need to hear. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, we are officially in the month of Thanksgiving, and I want to make sure you know about our Thanksgiving giveaway. We're caling it Why I Give Thanks. We're giving away five $250 grocery gift card uh, to five local winners, and here's the deal. When you win it, if you are the winner, and there will be five of you, you can either choose to keep it if you need it, or give it away if you don't. So you have two fun ways to use this gift card. If you need it, you keep it. It's our way of saying thank you. If you don't, you can take it and you can bless someone else who is in need in this season. Text the word thanks to get your entry form. Text thanks to 312-274-9624. Coming up on this Freedom Friday, what do you do with a dysfunctional upbringing? Uh, addiction issues, lots of trauma. What do you do? Could that baggage that you carry actually serve you well in your adult years? Special guest Ike Miller coming up. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. There's a lot of you that feel like, shoot, man, I'm kind of a victim of my past and I can't shake free, not totally. It feels like this stuff's going to stick to me, like the scum in the bathwater when you're trying to get out of it. But that's not the gospel, is it, Allie? It's not. But but you think about your maybe family of origin, what you, where you grew up, what you had or what you didn't have, and how much of that you feel like kind of seeps into you now, your adult life. Uh, we've got a special guest who can totally relate. Ike Miller with us right now. Uh, you describe your upbringing as very dysfunctional. Uh, give us a picture of what growing up was like for you. My story is I grew up in a home where my father struggled with what we would clinically call a alcohol use disorder, um, more familiar alcoholism or being an alcoholic. And uh, the short story or short version of that is simply my uh, uh, father's alcoholism drove division in our family. It caused all kinds of chaos, ultimately led to my parents' divorce. And so, you know, a lot of that led me to just feel like I, I guess I'm predestined to have bad relationships because of the bad relationships in my childhood. And my story is kind of the story of me coming out of that and seeing actually maybe there's some things that happened in my childhood that I can leverage for the good of my relationships if I can learn how. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a counselor one time tell me, and I thought it was one of the most profound things I ever heard. I thought, this is amazing. He said, deep pain equals deep ministry. And I think someone listening mm. today needs to know that mm. their pain, their, mm. their trauma, their abuse, mm. 
God didn't waste anything, does he, Ike? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, and I I remember being in high school in particular and kind of caught up in like, why did this happen to me? You know, why did God let this happen to me? You know, all of those kinds of things. And, and what I came to accept was that at the end of the day, I may never know why those things happened, why God allowed them. But what I can do is learn how to use those to help others and how, you know, there's no one who knows what it's like to be a child of a divorce, like a child of a divorce. And so if I can leverage my experience to help somebody else, that is a part of how God redeems what we've been through. Ike Miller, our guest right now, is the pastor of Bright City Church in North Carolina, also author of a book we're featuring today called Good Baggage, How Your Difficult Childhood Prepared You for Healthy Relationships. When did you start to see, Ike, that some of what you went through in your childhood was affecting your adult relationships? What did that Mm. look like? Yeah, you know, I think I kind of naively thought in my early 20s that I had escaped it without any impact. And then I got married. <laughs> and, yeah. Then the know, mirrors held up to your mug. Yes, exactly. There's things that in relationships that are held at a distance. But when you're married, you know, you begin to see things with a new clarity. And so early in our marriage, I began to realize that there were some things that had impacted me that were playing out in some emotional ways in some uh, I dealt with some depression, some anxiety, those kinds of things, as well as just the way that I interacted in my marriage and realized, gosh, there's some stuff that I've got to work through that I'm carrying with me. How'd you do that? How do you, how do you begin to work it through? Cause you got people sitting here going, all right, how do we do this? Yeah. You know, honestly, one of the things that undergirds all of the good baggage that I talk about in the book is that for those of us who grew up in some dysfunctional context, regardless of what that looked like, one of the great things that that put in us was a passion to see our relationships go differently. We, we experienced immense pain and hurt. And if there's anything we want, it's to not experience that in our own relationships. And so one of the things that that actually did for me is say, you know, what's one of the best things that I can do in order to prevent that kind of pain in my relationships? And I really thought of a Proverbs where it talks about, you know, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And I really embraced that. And so early in our marriage, we began meeting with a counselor, uh, met with them monthly, even before we had big problems. We started seeking that out because we didn't want big problems. And so we knew we had to be proactive about our relationship being healthy. Otherwise, it was going to go the way of my childhood. And so a lot of it began with just saying, how do we invite wisdom into our relationship? And people of wisdom, whether that's counselors or pastors or older couples that have been down this road, how do we invite them into our relationship? Ike Miller with us right now. Coming up, you hear a lot of words. Uh, There's some buzzwords out there right now. Unpack, deconstruct. Mm -hmm. You've got trauma. You've got triggers. You've got baggage. How can you leverage your baggage for good? More coming up. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. So you've got baggage. We all do. You came from a difficult childhood. How can that prepare you in a good way for healthy relationships? Ike Miller with us right now. This book, Good Baggage, when when would you ever call baggage good? (laughs) That's a good question. That's a good question. You know, what I began to realize, I I first was kind of realizing the ways that my childhood negatively impacted me. But then I began to realize, you know, there's some things that this has given me that not everybody has. For example, uh, my wife Sharon began to name the fact that I had this unique ability to read people really well Mm -hmm. and to read emotions really well. And as I began to dig into that, I realized that that was actually rooted in some of the trauma and experiences of my childhood. You know, having an alcoholic father, you know, you walk into a room and you're immediately trying to read the emotion of the room. You know, is he angry? Is he sad? Is it safe to be here? Do I need to find a way out? And I you know, took that into my adult life without even knowing it and realized every room I walk into, I'm reading the emotions of people. And the bad of that, the, the negative baggage is we can tend to take responsibility for everybody's emotions and feel like it's ours to fix. But if we can back up from that and say, okay, I can read emotions. I don't have to take responsibility for everybody's emotions, but I can read them. That actually can provide me with an insight into people's lives and allow me to express empathy in a way that I might not be able to if I hadn't been through what I did. Ike, it's Freedom Friday here today on Carl and Crew Mornings. And there's somebody listening right now. And this is my heart right now on this thing is, Mm -hmm. okay, baggage can never become good until the good Mm -hmm. shepherd 
mm. takes that heavy yoke of that baggage off of you and you put on the yeah. yoke of Christ. Explain yeah. your how Jesus saved your soul to turn bad yeah. baggage into good baggage. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about in the gospel the fact that Jesus came and he paid the price for our sins. And that is a crucial part of the gospel. But another part of the gospel that I think relates directly to our baggage is the fact that our sin is both something that deserves punishment, but it's also something that needs healing. And some of our sin is us acting out of the harm that was done to us. And so it's not this outright, like, I want to rebel against God, but it's I don't know how else to respond because of what was done to me. And so, yes, Jesus is our Messiah who died and paid the price for our sins, but he's also the great physician who came to heal us of our sin. And so that's what he does in our baggage. He comes and he heals us of our sin as well. How did he do that for you? I I know you mentioned complicated testimony. You don't have to share all of it, but but what you can share. How did the Lord do that for you? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing was setting me free from all of the ideas of who I was supposed to be. I mean, I grew up in the church, and so I had these certain ideas of of how I needed to act and the image that I needed to present of myself and how I just needed to appear perfect all the time and realized that in that process, I actually wasn't dealing with my wounds because it really wasn't safe to talk about them. Um, That suggested that, that God hadn't healed me in some way. And so what Jesus allowed me to do was to, to step back and say, I don't have to be perfect because Jesus was perfect for me. And I am made perfect in, in my weakness. Like his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And so it allowed me to, to step back from projecting the image to say, I need to do some healing so I can actually be an embodiment of Christ for people around me. And, and what ended up happening, speaking of Freedom Friday, is it set me free to be honest about my pain, but it also set others to be free about, uh, honest about their pain as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Ike. I was raised in a time, uh, I've got a few years on you for sure, but I was raised in a time <laughs> when, when uh, it was, I think it was all about showing up and looking right. And I think I think that that whole that whole Christian culture bent actually Mm. bent me away from the church. And if the church can become a place where we really understand Mm. we can't get scrubbed up for Jesus because we need (laughs) Jesus. So it's okay. We can come to Jesus with all of our pain. Man, there's freedom, isn't there, Ike? There really is. You know, one of the things I tell our church all the time is I want our church to be much more like a hospital and less like a country club. You know, a country club, you show up in your best clothes and you look good and you you seem to have it all together. But with a hospital, you're there for one reason, and that's because you're sick and you need healing. And we want to be a place where it's like it's safe to acknowledge I'm here because I need healing, Uh, because that's the only way we're going to experience healing is for us to acknowledge. I mean, that's a part of the gospel is our confession of our need for a savior. We need to be able to do that in the church. Connect with Ike or find out more about the book, Good Baggage. Go to IkeMiller.com, IkeMiller.com. The book is called Good Baggage, How Your Difficult Childhood Prepared You for Healthy Relationships. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, on this Freedom Friday, just heard a story uh, from Ike Miller. I want to ask you, has God given you real freedom from paralyzing pain from your past? That's what we want to hear from you this morning, a victory story, a freedom story. God's given you freedom over a paralyzingly painful past. 312-274-9624. Phone lines are open for your Freedom Friday story. 312-274-9624. It's a good question. And why is it an important question? Because so often painful things can leave you paralyzed. Big it, it time. Can, you can feel like you can't move forward. You can't break through. And, but the power of Christ to break through and redeem the pain, trauma, turn painful scars into sacred scars. The power of Christ can do that. And so that's what we're celebrating, putting on display this morning on this Freedom Friday is freedom from the pain of your past. Tell us your story. 312-274-9624. 
Boom Crew. Celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, the interesting thing about pain is that Jesus invites us. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's interesting about that is that oftentimes people that are in deep pain and hurt from childhood, upbringing, choices, Actually, that becomes a barrier to the very love that God wants to lavish on them. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It, it really is. It's true. But it's true. Jose, first time caller. What do you say, man? What was that pain you were packing around? And what did God do about it? Well, God gave me freedom. Um, okay, when I was a child, I was, where we're seven in the family, I was the youngest one. Uh, I always was mistreated by my parents, especially by my dad. He always, like, treated me bad. He bashed me. Um, we were we were Catholic. We used to go to church every Sunday. Every Sunday they used to go buy beer. They used to come home, drink, and then they used to talk crazy. They used to talk about me and stuff like that. But I always felt that I was always mistreated. Uh, but I always felt different. I didn't know why. Within time I realized and I know I found out that I was actually sexually abused by an uncle. Um, it was very difficult. I always blamed God. I always thought that it was his fault. I always, um, it was hard for me. I, yeah. you know, I always blamed him because I always thought that, you know, God will take care of his kids and whatnot. So at the end, uh, I decided to, uh, I always asked God that I wanted to be different. There was times that I wanted to kill myself. When I was a teenager, I became a gangbanger. I started doing drugs. I became, you know, I guess all that was hitting me. Yeah. Uh, during that, my dad, he mistreated me like he embarrassed me in front of public. I, he always, like, he always cared about all his other sons except me. I used to be in the street with house. I had shoes with holes on, on the bottom of my toes, and um, I dropped out of high school. Mm. And it was very difficult. And during the mental time, I started, I, I decided, uh, I guess God took me, he woke me up, put my sons together, and I said, you know what, what I'm doing is I'm hurting myself, I'm not hurting nobody else. So he made me change, and I decided to go back to school, I finished my high school, I went to college, and then I said, you know, I have to be different than my parents, I have to be different than my brothers, blah, blah, blah. So then uh, I started, I was working for an insurance company, and there was this lady who she used to give Bible classes, and I started to attend her Bible classes. I opened myself to her, and I started crying to her. She told me, you need to get closer to God. He has something special for you, blah, blah, blah. So I, then I started getting close to God. I I, yeah. uh, I started going to church, and I met the Lord. He touched, he touched oh. me. He completely, he completely, I surrendered to him, and I accepted him as my Savior. I, I asked him for forgiveness, for blaming him for something that my dad and my mom did. It was their fault, not his fault, uh, for not taking care of, for yeah. taking care of me yeah. uh, properly. So then um, I started getting close to God, and I, I never thought that this would happen, but my intentions, because I had so much anger against my dad and my mom, that I was never going to be there for them, and I didn't want to be there for them. But then once I became Christian, it just got yeah. me completely. Yes. Yes. My mom, she died of cancer. I was there to... First day to the last day she passed away. My dad, the same way, he was handicapped, and I was there for him. I was the only one there for him. Yep. Wow. And even that, you know, God has changed me completely. So, you know, it's like I'm not going to lie to you. He's been everything for me. And the only thing I could just say, I'm very grateful, because if it wasn't for all that stuff that I went through, I would never know who he was. Yeah. I would never know that he had given his life for me and that he has gone he went through more stuff than what i did but you know i i could just say i'm I, he's, i'm a testimony to him you yeah know? yeah jose listen wow. to me i'm gonna say two things to you brother i want you to listen to me close i don't want you to ever yeah. say blah 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 in the middle of your story again and here's why jose and i need you to hear me your story's power bro your story's power that's power there is no blah 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 about your story and it is moving. And I want you to know, Jose, you have encouraged so many people today, my man. Yeah. 
You are true blue, brother. Wow, God is working in your life and through Mm -hmm. you. And the fact that you could, the evidence of God's power in you is best seen in the way you handled your mom and dad in their dying days. It's awesome, Jose. Thanks for calling in today, my man. First time caller, Jose, right here in Chicago. Wow. That's a powerful story. That's a powerful story. Let me ask you a question. Are you filled with such pain that it has actually kept you cocooned away from the arms of God? And you've never before experienced the love of Jesus Christ when he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to come to him today. Somebody, and it might be you, came here this morning packing a world of pain And I've got good news. The gospel is that you don't have to carry it alone one more day. You might say, how do I let go of this, Carl? I'll tell you how. You come to the foot of the cross with me right now, and you offload it. And you say a couple of things. One, even though I've had pain in my life galore, I'm willing to admit I'm a sinner. It's a courageous thing. I'm willing to admit I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And you say, I'm going to turn around. You know what you're turning away from? A broad path of destructive stuff that leads nowhere. And on that broad path has been pain that you've experienced abandonment, loneliness, heartache. But if you will but repent of your sin today, you will find healing in the arms of God because of the sin of others. How sweet is that, Allie? I mean, how cool is that? Man. It's the best thing ever. And it's, it's the only, only in Christ will you, will you find that real healing. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, come to Jesus today. I'm not asking you to get religious. I'm asking you to have a relationship with the one who died for your soul. Yeah, Jesus said, come to me. The invitation is there. Come on, come on. If you're ready to come to Jesus and you're willing to admit the sin in your life and turn away from the broad path that leads to destruction It's been tearing up your soul anyway for all these years. And you're ready to come to the foot of the cross and say, Jesus, I surrender all today. Pray with me right now. Father, right now, this person that I'm praying with is now coming to you for the first time in their life, bringing all their pain, all their baggage, all their junk, and laying it down at the foot of the cross. Lay it down there, my friend, right now. Right now, lay it down right there. And Father, they're standing up and they're saying, thank you for dying for my sin. And they're turning around. Now just turn around and just say to Jesus, Jesus, I repent of my sin. Tell him that. I know you died for me. Tell him that. And today I give you my life. And Lord, I pray that these that are surrendering to Jesus today would hear your invitation and experience the loving arms of a faithful God who's never hurt one person. And that peace would flood their soul. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If that's you today, we want to help you right now. If that's you, I'm going to shout out the last four numbers of your phone number just so that you go, oh, Man, somebody else knows I just I just got the biggest eternal hug from God ever. We want to help you, though, right now. Just text the word WELCOME to 
312-274-9624. Just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Yeah. Just that one word, WELCOME, to 312-274-9624. And I'm sure Jose's still listening. You know what God did? God had Jose call in here today so that you could have this doorway to your heart. Pride opens that the love of Jesus could come rushing in. If today is the day that you're giving your life to Christ like never before, first time, real salvation, text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. We'll shout out the last four numbers of your phone number here in just a moment. I'll grab a couple right now, 4053 4129-3337. We love you guys. This is awesome what God's doing in your heart today. Wow. Come on. Welcome. God's saying, come on. The invitation is open. Come on in now. Come on in now. It's a sweet thing. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, pain, hurt, abuse, Shame, betrayal. The enemy uses those in two ways. One to injure us. And another one to use that injury as a source of isolation from the one who can heal us. He does. Mm -hmm. All the time. We all know what it feels like to feel like you want to crawl in a cave. Yeah. Right? I just want to go away. I just want to get out of here. Jose's story is a testimony that God can heal our hurt. And sometimes God gives you a window outside of the cave that we're in to go, whoa, there's, there's light shining through there. And what that light is, is the loving God who sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus said, I'll just call it this morning, the great invitation, because it's an invitation to you today. Come to me all who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Think about that a second. Uh, you might be in pain this morning. You might look back at childhood. You could have carried this for years and years and years. And quite candidly, religion hasn't worked for you. It never does. But Jesus can do what religion can't do. Why do I say that? Because on Freedom Friday, there is a freedom that maybe you've never experienced. And the amazing thing, to get out of this cave of our pain, there's one key that unlocks it all. It's stepping out of that cave of our pain, acknowledging the pain that we've caused others through our sin. Yeah, It's crazy, but it's true. You see, the, the embrace of Jesus to become children of God are those who can confess their own need for God, that they have sinned and fallen short of his glory. Then you can take hold of it. Then you can take hold of it. And you're like, wow, it's not a bad trade-off, is it, Carl? No, it's not bad at all. Come to grips with what we've done, yeah. us missing the mark, will allow us to come into the grip of God who will free us from all the harm that we've ever experienced, the hurt, the betrayal, the pain. It's an amazing thing. But if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And here's the crazy thing. He will cleanse you of your unrighteousness when you confess that you're a sinner to God. You come into relationship with him, and then you will be in the grip of the one who can take away the pain of other sin that has been foisted on you. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It really is. Isn't that amazing? So here's what I want to ask you to do right now. Right now, right now, come to Jesus. It's a great invitation. 
I know I'm, you probably have been in pain for so many years, just hurting. And it's like, man, I've gone to church. I've tried to do some of the right things. I've, but I've been in this cave of pain. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus wants to set you free from your sin. And then in the grip of the Savior, the sin and pain foisted on you from others. That's the gospel. He saves you from your stuff, and he actually comforts you from the other stuff. If you've never before surrendered your life to Jesus, today is the day. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. What you got? We've got a Thanksgiving giveaway I want to make sure that you know about. Yes, we're in the month of November. We are going to give away five $250 grocery gift cards to five local winners. So I want you to enter to win. Everyone enter to win. And here are the instructions. If you are the winner, one of the winners, and you need it, keep it. If you don't need it, have the joy of giving it away. This is the best thing ever. This is like a double whammy winner. Double, because... How cool to get a phone call or an email saying you are a winner. Yeah. And then you go, okay, do I need it? Does my family need this right now? If so, great. If not, you go, who might the Lord have me bless this with? Oh, it's so true. I mean, it's awesome. You got to do this, guys. Such a fun way to to be a blessing, to be blessed during this Thanksgiving season. Our way of saying thank you to our incredible boom crews. If you want to enter our Thanksgiving giveaway Just text the word thanks to 312-274-9624. Just text one word, thanks, 312-274-9624. Got to tell you something funny. I told you, I think I told you this, maybe when you started, maybe it was before. Funniest thing that my family ever won is this, the only mall, the first mall that opened in Alaska was probably late 60s. It was a Sears mall. It was really nice. It was much shorter than it wasn't like a Woodfield. It's in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. But it probably had 40, 50 stores in there. And I mean, caramel store, caramel popcorn stores and smells. Oh, yeah. And, and really very high end shops for back in the day. Okay. A grocery store at one end, Sears and Roebuck at the other. And uh, it was awesome. Well, the grand opening, they had people come in. And you put your names in to win stuff in every store. And my mom was big. She always dropped her name in. She says, I never win anything ever, but I always drop my name in. Well, she went by this one store. It's called the Oak and Keg. The what? It's a liquor store. The Oak and Keg? Oak and Keg. Oak and Keg. Okay. And and she... (laughs) Now, you need to know something. My folks, my dad, because he lost two brothers from alcohol... One drank himself to death at my cousin's wedding reception, guys. That's a bad alcohol issue. And the other one ran his car off of a cliff with three friends in it in the Bay Area, right in San Francisco. Lost two brothers to alcohol. Mm. So my dad decided early on, he was a junior, he was the youngest of four brothers. He's like, I, I, <laughs> not touching that. Not touching that. Yeah. My dad was never angry evangelical on it. He's just like, for me, ain't touching it. My mom was of the same kind of bent. But she decided, for some reason, to drop in her name in the oak and keg. We're sitting at home when they're, and this is on citywide radio. This is a big deal. And they're calling people for all these winners, and they go, and they pull out the oak and keg, and they go, Yvonne Clausen, winner of oak and keg. (laughs) They call up my mom. She's on the air. And she goes, oh, oh. Oh, my. Um, I was wondering, you have soda pop and chips in there. <laughs> they said, well, Mrs. Clausen, we've got a prepackaged. It's like a pallet of booze, like oh, a boy. pallet of booze. Oh, boy. Well, we've got a uh, we've got a prepackaged gift here for you of all this <laughs> stuff. Crown Royal and, uh, you know, oh, wow. Seagram's. And I mean, just loads of a pallet of booze. Oh, boy. And she <laughs> says on air, could we swap that out for like. Um, chips and, and and soda pop. This is all on the radio. On That's the radio. So this is on the air. Oh, it's so good. And the guy says, uh, now he's irritated. 
because he's like, this is like, supposed to be a big deal. You're you don't appreciate to be like, Yes, this is so exciting. Well, because I mean, one, there are a lot of people who like it, and then two, it's also very expensive stuff. Oh yeah. And she's asking to swap it out with a bag of Lay's chips. <laughs> and the guy says, I forget the exact words, something like, "Ma'am, if you don't like what we're offering you, that's all we got." She goes, "Well, I'll, I'll, I'll kindly decline." I love it. Yes. <laughs> That was not the soundbite they were hoping for. How anticlimactic. Yes. (laughs) So name number two, we got Bubba. Bubba, are you a drinker? No, I don't know what the rest of the call went like. But they, they probably talked to him before they, they got him on the did. air. Hey, dude, do you want a pallet of booze or not? Because if you want chips, we're going to name number three. <laughs> wow. Isn't that a hoot? That's so funny. You got to love life, man. That's it's just a hoot. My dad. Eva, Why you dropped you- your name into the oak and keg? <laughs> what were you thinking? Well, Joe, I thought they'd have chips or something. Eva, it's I so saw innocent. the palette that they had for the prize. She was just trying it's to win so something. It's so innocent. It's so sweet. Oh, my <laughs> trying goodness. To, just trying to win something here. Hey, you got to know something. Back in that day, I think my mom would have been my age. My mom was probably your age, Allie. My mom was your age. Oh, wow. So oh, she's funny. just like, and my dad's like, Eva, and so, needless to say, half the town heard this. My mom heard about this forever. We go oh, to church. It. It's like, ah, Yvonne, what do you really thinking? win that big liquor package? From- uh, I think the pastor even took a shot at her. Like, Eva, uh, yeah, dropping your coupon there. Not thinking it'd be called out on air, huh? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, so too funny. Good. All right, we're going to roll here, guys. We got to like, oh, get that thank you packet. Or that's what that's yes. the whole idea. Here. Yes, get the get the entry form to win the $250 grocery gift card. Just text thanks to 312-274-9624. It's a prize you can feel really really good about. <laughs> I promise oh, you. Promise you that. Oh, hang on. Want to put faces to the names? Just follow Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K. All right, my man, a little bit of sports here, and uh, then we'll kind of transition to... To the other thing? Yeah, to the other thing. <laughs> All right. You guys are funny. Well, I'll leave out the, the thing that transitions yeah. to yeah, that. Yeah, because we'll set that up. Yeah, yeah. so the uh, the Blackhawks, they have been off forever. They will play yeah, again tomorrow. What's going on with them? I have no idea. Last game they played was Monday. I mean, it's scheduled this way. Maybe you can pay the league to get bigger breaks. Maybe. Give them 100K, give the boys an extra couple days off. I mean, it's it's almost been like a full week. It's literally been five days off. That's an all-star break in the beginning of the season. Okay, anyway, the Chicago Bears, they will play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. They have not won there since 1991 when Jim Harbaugh was throwing the ball for us, so hopefully we can change things around there. And the Chicago Bulls. Here's the beautiful thing about cheering for the Bears. And I really mean this mm-hmm. from the bottom of my heart. Because we've done so bad for decades, yeah. there's an opportunity for a record to be set every weekend of some <laughs> sort. And the one this weekend is, the record that can be set is we can win yeah. in Indy for the first in time. New Orleans. New Orleans for the first time since. 1991. There you go. See, What's that's that? that's a great aspiration. 30, 32 years? 32 years. And it's not like they're in the other conference where we only play them once every four no, years. It's, like, it's, uh, we play them all the time. We've been there a lot. Yeah. So what a great goal. Yeah. Now, we were in the Drew Brees. You know what? Drew we had Brees. to slog through 15-plus years of Drew Brees. Yeah. It's a big part but, of it. And it wasn't a breeze. It certainly was not. Right, Drew, no breeze. Is that it? Uh, well, then the Chicago Bulls. They play the Brooklyn Nets tonight, starting... The in-season tournament. Yeah, and the in-season tournament's a weird thing, and I'm glad they're doing it because they're trying to make the regular season seem fun. Right. Because the playoffs (laughs) are fun, but nobody plays in the— and I don't blame them. For the record, I do not blame these guys. Yeah. Basketball takes a pounding on your body. Allie, you know this. You're married to a pro. I know it by association, lest you think that I play basketball. Oh, okay. (laughs) But my husband played and coached, and I've got kids who play. And it's yeah, I mean, any sport that you play at a high level is is pretty grueling. Baseball, eh, I don't oh, know about baseball. Oh, oh we're gonna pick fight, boy! You're picking fights everywhere today. Speaking <laughs> of picking fights, you want to set this up, Jonathan? Yeah. So we were talking about this very same thing, and uh, I, I brought up a stat to 
kind of go along with was it. Was it yeah. a stat, though? It well, certainly was, in my mind. Okay, okay. Let's, let's let the listener decide. Here you go. Regular season basketball compared to playoff basketball. Yeah. It's two different worlds. And I love playoff basketball. Sure. And I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to beat up their body for a whole season? Well, and that's kind of the point. That's what they're trying to combat here is teams resting star players Oh, that's so what they're often. trying to. Yeah, because but it's a long season. It's if a long I get season. LeBron on my team, I am resting him. And that's fair. For LeBron, I mean, he, he is statistically the oldest player currently in the NBA. Is he really? Yeah. Statistically. Well, I mean, literally. <laughs> I was like, statistically. Well, it's numbers. <laughs> It's an age is a number. I'm so, sorry, that was so Boy, you funny. better be careful how you're speaking around Allie Carl, today. you are statistically the oldest guy in Hey, the room. wouldn't that be easy now? What it's in a, the cat here is going on here today? It's a funny way. It's admittedly an odd way of saying it. It's not technically wrong, though. No, it's not oh, technically Jonathan, wrong. I'm sorry, I just had to give you a little bit of a hard time I appreciate on that it. I appreciate it. So, well, statistically, you're the oldest woman in the room. Statistically, that is correct. That is correct. And Lisa's in here, too. So there you go, statistically. Statistically. Oh. Wow. I'm so oh, happy about that's... that one. Oh, he really tried to defend that Poor guy. Poor guy. You just, by the way, you're actually factually correct. Okay. Yeah, technically I'm right. As if he's done some great research. Statistically, it's been determined that. Statistically. Did LeBron. you know it? Did you know it? <laughs> no, it doesn't did, even did matter if fact? she knew it or did not. Did I know that he was the oldest player? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But well, Carl I mean, didn't. Okay, so I like didn't. in a family, if you go to a group of kids and say, hey, Johnny, Susie, and uh, Mary, who's oldest? Well, statistically, I would be the oldest. <laughs> Nobody says statistically when they're talking about something as simple as an age. <laughs> Oh, Young Thunder, crack me up, statistically. (laughs) That's, oh boy. Okay, I'm going to leave Young Thunder alone, 5976. They're coming after me. The Young Thunder defenders are coming after me. Oh my goodness, it's so good. (laughs) Defend me. Block to me and defend me. Statistically. I I think statistically it's time for a song. It is. Statistically speaking, yeah. Yeah. And then after we get done with that, we've got... Allie's been on a runner today. Let's just put it that way. Let's Come just put it may. that way. You guys are just walking into stuff left and right. The craziest carpool in Chicagoland. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Oh, there's been a couple of really kind of funny things that have happened this morning. And um, one of them is Young Thunder, rather than saying that LeBron is the oldest guy in the NBA, Mm-hmm. gravely erred in Allie's eyes and <laughs> said what? Statistically, he is the oldest player in the NBA. And he's right about that. He is right <laughs> that he is the oldest player. It was the use of the word statistically, statistically. that cracked me up. I mean, it's fair. I, I, like, <laughs> let's just strip the veneer back and and just get honest. It's really fair. I, Yeah, that's a funny way of saying it. It's correct, but it's funny. Yep. Yep. It's good. All right. We got a real treat. Bring him on the air here. I think I got Allie's right, dad, Bob. Bob, you there? You're on the air with us, dad. Well, statistically speaking, it's me. <laughs> How's it going, dad? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> okay. So, dad, we've been joking about you and Carl have a shared love for... Well, when if we see a storm front coming in, we can see it, we can spot it, and we want people to know about it, right, Bob? Yeah, that's true. How do you how do you let people know it's coming, Carl? <laughs> well, I was driving down the road the other day on Rand Road in the northwest burbs and I saw a big gray mass of clouds. It's a storm front, and I told my bride, I said, Do you see that? She said, Yeah. I said, That's a big front coming our way, babe. And she walked into the store, walked out, and the snow was just falling like crazy. I feel like we do a public service, Bob, by letting people know about this stuff. And Allie thinks it's funny. And I she do. thinks it's because we're old and we're men, Bob. D- Dad, how do you let us know that weather is coming our way? Oh, well, I send out like a very dramatic um, warning. I say, 
people were about to get crushed. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> At least he knows. He knows He's, it. He described that it as dramatic. He knows it. Bob, I, Bob exactly no, hold on a second. I, I got to talk to your dad Okay, go ahead. Why is this so important for dads to do, Bob? Well, because we're protectors, and, you know, it's just kind of like, that's just one thing we do. We want everybody to be ready. Now, Bob, I want to share something with you. There is an yes. endorphin rush when we get it right, isn't there? And we know that we have saved family, dogs, pets, all those that we love. Yeah, but that's true. But but when we're wrong, we, we we're like Charlie Brown. We're like crestfallen. <laughs> when the storm doesn't have the impact we thought we're it would, crestfallen. and it misses us, we're crestfallen. Oh my like goodness, Charlie Brown. Now, Bob, would you say you know since like you said you know with men, husbands, dads, protectors, so you want to make sure people are ready? Would you say that letting your kids and your wife and your loved ones know about the weather is is really a biblical way to live out manhood? manhood? Uh, that's, uh, I could exegete that really. <laughs> Good. Bob, oh, Bob, I got something for you. You got a treat. Uh, when your daughter was... Quite candidly, Bob, I need to tell you, she's picking on me at the 6 o'clock hour uh-huh. on this whole issue. Yeah. And she said, oh, you are so much like my dad. Um, I asked for that's, someone to call in. Yeah, thank you. It is a compliment because you're a good man. But I asked someone to call in, and I said, any guy that's over 50 to call in. And uh, I had a guy call in. And so take a listen to this one, Bob. Stay with us here. Listen to this. Dave and, uh, Dave, right here. How you doing, Dave? Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How old are you, Dave? Uh, over 70 now. Okay. Do you like to watch weather fronts coming in and announce to people when you see them brewing? It's a compulsion I have, yes. <laughs> I want you guys, the peanut gallery, just be quiet <laughs> okay. for a second. I want to talk to Dave. Okay. Now, Dave, Dave, we're actually offering a public service to the world around us, aren't we? They need to know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Bob, oh. isn't that great? Yeah, there's Dave. another one in the you, club. Bob, you and me and Dave could go out. We could share stories, couldn't we, Bob? Yeah. I, I, Carl, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you feel as bad as I do as when you're watching the front come in and when it gets to your location, it's gone? Oh, it devastates me, Bob. <laughs> to be, I, and I can't believe you're sharing this on air because that's a heartfelt devastation. Oh, it boy. is a no all seriousness. We might you might think we're joking. Oh, but when that thing peters out, when we predicted it's going to come roaring in, you're right. Oh. I am crestfallen. Oh, boy. Bob, I want to thank you for calling in this morning. You're a good trooper. You got a great kid here in Allie. And uh, I hear it constantly, usually not live on radio, but Allie will roll her head back and go, oh, you are my dad. Oh, you're my dad. Oh, anyway, I got a good dad. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate you calling in. Love you. Love you, too. Have a good day. Good work. We're going to do it. Oh, man. Made my day. Too funny. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.